0: are about to start playing Blades in the Dark, and I just wanted to give a little intro to what you're about to listen to. We had been playing Delta Green for a long time. It became clear to me by some stuff that happened both on and off mic, that Delta Green just wasn't a great fit for the group. One of the things I really love about role playing is that there's a bunch of different kinds of systems that we can use so that we can make sure that we all have fun and uh, different people like different things. So we're going to be trying out something new. I had been keeping my eye on Blades in the Dark for a while. I had a feeling it would be a good fit for everyone, and it seems to be so far. So after we finished up Delta Green, we took a break for a couple of months, playing board games some other things online, but we wanted to get back to doing recordings and doing some role playing, so we picked up Lights in the Dark, and here we are now. So this first episode that you're going to be listening to is a character creation episode, where we make and introduce John, Tabitha, and Tobias's new characters for Blades in the Dark. In the next episode, episode one, we're going to be having our first main episode, and we're going to be introducing a new player and his character, Kevin, uh, who I've worked with in the past. He and I have a game that we play. I knew he'd be perfect for this group as well. I'm happy to say that he fit right in. For those of you not familiar with Blades in the Dark, Blades in the Dark is a system where you're playing criminals that go on a heist to make a name for themselves in kind of a Victorian steampunky world. It's a fantasy world where like the sun broke in the sky hundreds and hundreds of years ago. So the entire world is dark now there are ghosts everywhere, there are demons everywhere. I'm not gonna get too much into the setting because we're gonna be exploring a lot of different things about the setting. As we play through, one of the main things of Blades in the Dark is that it's supposed to be very fast-paced and, you know, you get in, you have fun, and you get going, which is great for us since we're all very busy. people. So one last thing I wanted to mention is that John is going to be editing these episodes. So they might sound a little bit different from the ones that I edited. Uh, we did some discussion on the production side of things, and John decided that he would be willing to take up the mantle of editing. So thank you very much for that, John. I'm going to go ahead and let you get into the episode. We will be seeing you. All right, so we are looking at playing Blades in the Dark. Uh, I, who everyone was able to kind of look over the introduction stuff that's here, right? Like how they get started, and I know John already got a head start on a character, uh, but um, why don't we kind of talk about like uh, ideas that you guys have for? What you want out of this game and what you want it to be like?
1: Uh, I would like an enjoyable game for once. That would be nice.
0: Yeah. Wow! Enjoyable. <laughs> <romance>. Wow! Wow! <laughs> High praise from Tabitha. Right. Um, I would. <laughs>
2: I, you know, it sounded like from reading the book. Oh, sorry. I not Oh, didn't you're
1: you're up. fine. Go ahead. Um,
2: the uh, that it the game is sort of set up to play out with relatively short episodes. Like, maybe each sit-down is, like, a thing.
0: Um, that I, that appeals to me if, uh, you know. but I want us to put in and get out as much as we want to. And I want to focus on the things that everyone's enjoying. So, you know, like, I want to kind of explore the space and have fun, make it so that, you know, we're all having a good time and it's not just you know me saying vague things about the nature of reality while everyone else goes crazy
3: yeah so my two like sources of inspiration coming into this are definitely uh dishonored yeah and um oh geez i can't even remember the name what i'd be looking to hear that uh that netflix <laughs> series uh Penny Farthing, or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, Peaky Blinders? No, Peaky Blinders, yeah, there we go. I need to go back watching that. I, I stopped watching it before I left Asheville, and just because I had other things to do. But uh, that's kind of like, I I, I, I like this honor because it's, it's Victorian, it's industrial, but there's a good bit of magic prevalent. And it's like, it's all deal with the devil style magic. You know, you, they're definitely a price paid. It definitely feels love crafting in that sense. Although it doesn't focus too much on, you know, the unspeakable horrors. It's, it's just, <laughs> you know, there's magic coming from a terrible being that's probably using you for right. evil, but you also have guns and there's crime and shit. I really like right. that the setting. And it feels like a lot of that's baked in here. With uh, *Peaky Blinders*, like it's primarily about this Irish gang uh, that runs. I think uh, I think they're in Birmingham, actually. Birmingham in the UK. Uh, yeah. Probably not right about that, but like even though they're a crime family and they're dealing with rival crime families, and like the whole first season is them basically butting into uh, I think it's like horse racing or yeah. gambling. Yeah. Yeah. So they like they're breaking into the. Have you guys seen it at all? We, we
2: just started We're watching on, like, it. episode
0: eight.
3: yeah Yeah. okay okay so like the very the first season is all about them but like you guys get it like there's a lot of family drama like none of the none of the of the the blinders i guess are they're not i mean they're terrible people but like it's very centered around being a family and looking out for each other yeah and i really like you guys have probably started to see it but i really like the way the show uh combats the main character with sam neill's cop character (laughs) who is like turbo lawful yeah. Uh, he's definitely not awful good, but he's turbo lawful. And the fact that he's not betrayed as the good guy either, I really like that dramatic angle that's presented there.
1: He's so lawful that he has become a villain.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 love, I love St. Mill's character there because he's such a terrible person.
0: <laughs> Tabitha <laughs> he to hates his accent. I I just feel <laughs> yeah. like he would have been
1: able to deliver his lines a lot more smoothly if they had let him keep his Either let him keep his accent or worked with a voice coach for a lot longer than he mm-hmm. obviously did. Like, I don't know if it gets better. I'm hoping it gets better. But, like, him attempting an Irish accent is so fucking <laughs> bad. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's not it's for sure. It's,
1: yeah, but... I mean, it de- it definitely doesn't like break the show for me. Like, I'll mm-hmm. groan at some of the worst parts where he's like trying to gargle marbles in his mouth while delivering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, but like, it's still a really good show, and it's still really well written, even with all yeah. of that. Just like, dude, decide yeah. where you're from and stick to it.
3: <laughs> so those are kind of my two sorts of inspiration. Like coming into this, I like I like. Peaky Blinders and the, the family aspect of the crew. I really want to dive into that. Uh, I definitely want to take some inspiration with some of the intrigue we see there. I think that'd be cool. Uh, Dishonored sort of pseudo magic setting is something that interests me as well. And you know, even though I'm not really so much of a Souls fan in particular, the me- the mechanics wise, I do like the setting. I do like how gothic and empower like overpowering. You know, you walk into these huge cathedrals, these huge cities, like in Yarnum and Bloodborne, like, it's just, it's aesthetically very overwhelming, in a good way. And I know that's not something we can really do in a tabletop game, specifically, since it's not a visual medium. But uh, I think that'd be cool to sort of add in some of these monolithic, uh, you know, history and background.
1: Yeah. I I don't feel... I didn't get the feel that this was more like a Dark Souls game, but, like, more Bloodborne, definitely. Mm. With that sort of um, feel to it, where where things are, like, grim and Victorian faintly, and then a little bit magical, and um, definitely with what Tobias was saying about, like, the overpowering sense of the setting. Like, we are not in control of this world necessarily we're just trying to be here um i don't know that i have any specific inspiration for where i would want to go with this um like i've already talked to jeremy about him not being allowed to make me murder anyone i'm trying to save anymore like no more heads exploding but other than that
3: No, 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 more, no, no, more like space
2: shuttle deaths.
1: Like, please.
2: We can't prevent. <laughs> like, I, I wiped that whole episode from my
1: memory. <laughs> well, then <laughs> you are one that. of the lucky ones because I wish I fucking could. I, mean, I,
2: I honestly don't remember.
1: <laughs> um,
2: I think I was cheating on someone, somebody with some reason. Yeah, no, you knows.
3: were, you were screwing my ex-wife.
2: <laughs> sure, I remember that. You say so, man. But, no, yeah, I mean, I definitely got the sense of, like, a uh, Dishonored as, you know, kind of fitting in the same sort of milieu.
1: You know what it does remind me of a little bit? Um, Like, Darkest Dungeon, if... Is that what it's called? Like, Darkest Dungeon or Deepest Dungeon or something like that? Um yeah, Like, Jeremy yeah. played through that. So it reminds me of that a little bit. And then... um I don't know if Tobias or John have ever read The Lies of Locke Lamora, but it reminds me a little bit of that with, like, the gangs and the underworld and, like, people running around stealing shit all the time. And there's magic, but it's kind of, like, just sort of there and part of the world instead of, like, the central theme of the books.
3: So I I will say that, kind of looking at this, that a lot of the action is going to depend on us driving it forward. So, like, it sounds like, just kind of skimming it, that, you know, we're going to have Jeremy's gonna throw us some crumbs of you know crimes to do. You know, there's a <laughs> vault here. There's a, a person there. You can a rival, political rival. You can take care of. But it's gonna be up to us to like to plan it
0: out and really make these schemes and these heists happen. Right. It's not gonna be like a West Marches campaign, but it's I'm um, definitely gonna have that sort of feel to it. Like, one of the things I want to do is lean into the things that you guys are focused on and I'm going to be doing that by tying stuff into uh, your contacts and your bonds and having the world react to the things that you're doing. Um, so, there are a lot of different factions in this world uh, and I really doubt that you know we're here I'm going to move your page that way y'all can just see kind of like uh, how many factions there are. Uh
1: that's too many factions, dude.
0: Yeah, like we are not going to be doing uh every single one of these factions. There's there's a lot of different stuff here, but I definitely want to focus in on what you guys are looking at so the factions that you tend to be involved in those are the people that you're going to be at war with or the people you're allied with they're going to be the people that you know offer you jobs and different things like that um and every now and again i might ha- throw in a new faction just to mix stuff up and expand the world a little bit but i kind of want to have small Like, I I don't want to do like a you guys are a group of adventurers on a quest to save the world. This is going to be a you know, you're a a small group of people of like-minded individuals who have joined together to try to eke out an existence. And maybe you'll succeed, maybe you'll fail, maybe you'll grow, or maybe you know, you won't. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. I want to, like, I don't really have any sort of, like, overarching story plan for something like that. I, I want to play to find out to see what happens. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to try to push a particular agenda down. I want to give you guys the options to do things and then follow through on what it is that you guys decide on.
1: Jeremy's over here pretending like he's not gonna railroad us. It's cute.
0: Well, you can't railroad us. <I was. laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So one thing I was sort of thinking about, I, I sort of got the sense from looking at the you know the character description and some of the other stuff that there was kind of a, an oceans sort of feel that like we're putting together a team like for a mission, you know, and not necessarily that we're like part of uh, a singular group that identifies with each other. Um, maybe that was me kind of reading it differently. Our gameplay is like the missions where we are all working together. But that doesn't mean that like we can't also have our independent things that we're that we're thinking about or doing in between missions or whatever.
0: Yeah, so the basic format of it is that we have a mission and then after the mission's over, we have a period of downtime where you can pursue like individual sorts of goals or different problems can arise that maybe might be the next mission or what have you um yeah yeah you know, it's kind and of we've... like you know the the crew is the group of people that you work with but then you do have your own goals your own character goals you
2: know we do nefarious and like Bad things. We're sort of like against like something, uh, like kidnapping or whatever. So like one of the effects we're attempting to have on the reduce, you know, this thing, whatever it is. Um, so it's not like a overall mission or goal, but it's like something that our group cares about and that flavors how we would want to pursue certain types of missions or whether you know.
0: So uh, after I thought that might be interesting. Yeah. So after you, uh, we make the characters. Y'all are gonna make your crew. And there's a few different thing, uh, like, few different types of crews that you can have, as well as, like, what sort of reputation that you have. Uh, I mean, I'm all down for if y'all can decide on, like, a group goal. I mean, that would definitely give a uh, certain idea on the sorts of jobs that y'all would take whenever I'm trying to, you know, come up with different ideas for jobs. Okay, so why don't we go ahead and get into character creation? So I know that John was building a Whisper, which is the magic he sort. Uh, John, I have to say that of all of these classes, I didn't expect that that'd be the one that you would choose.
1: <laughs> and you yeah. made
0: some interesting character choices on there that uh, I really like. Uh, so, I don't know if you want to talk about them or not yeah i mean it just seems the
2: the bio what appealed to me was this idea of so it says you know you you try and use your knowledge and arcane powers to like talk to ghosts try try and figure out solutions to problems that don't involve necessarily confrontation Um, and i thought that would be kind of interesting to play Uh, and then when i looked at the character sheet and there's like the special abilities there's stuff about, like, you know, you're aware of supernatural entities that are around you um, and can, like, talk to them and whatnot. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then also, like, you can do, you know, attacks and stuff with your magic powers. And I'm normally not, like, I'm not a particularly into, like, powery, magic-y type stuff, I suppose. Um, but I just thought, you know, in this sort of world where it's not really, like, Oh, like, I know the ancient crafts of all the elves. It's just like, yeah, you know, like, if there's a ghost, I can talk to it. I'm like, that seemed interesting. Why don't you tell us about the character itself? So the name I got from the uh, character creator, <laughs> I guess, to be kind of in fiction. Um, so Virgil, Evening Eyes, alias Thorn. Um, seemed cool. Um, he's from Eruvian which is like a like a volcanic island um, I think has dark skin most of the people from there I decided that he was kidnapped by a uh, by a uh, a demon um, uh, when he was younger and was trained by the demon and like some of these magic skills and the the vice is that I feel like I have to worship these demon gods that my kidnapper, you know, forced me to believe in or whatever when I was younger, and he was sort of training me to be his little, like, you know, pickpocket or
0: whatever. There's always the possibility that whatever your vice is, it could be taken away from you so that you aren't able to fulfill that desire to do it. Right. Well,
2: I guess from some of this stuff... uh you i probably have to go to a place of power um to worship the demon gods so that that is where i go okay uh, i i hadn't thought about where that would be or what it maybe would there's be. an altar i mean somewhere. we can we can come out, up with that later on and then under the so so the guy who kidnapped me is my positive relationship um his name is Sitara. and then my negative relationship is flint uh and he's also like a spiritualist, and I've been trying to sort of become independent and use like my like ghost talking powers and stuff to like do crimes semi non violently. But he's uh, been trying to take all my business away. So hate him, Flint. And then uh, I-, I I like like some of these cooler special abilities like ghost mind or um, compel or whatever, but I thought early on it would probably be good for me to have some sort of, like, you know, attack slash uh, way to escape. So I chose Tempest, which allows me to either uh, use uh, lightning to attack people, or summon a a storm,
0: you know, probably to make it easier to escape. So, the cool thing about that ability is that in order to do it, you have to push yourself, uh, which means that you take two stress, uh, but uh, in addition to getting those benefits, where you, you know, use lightning as a weapon or summon a storm, uh, you also still get the benefits of pushing yourself, uh, so, mm-hmm. which is right. like uh, an extra die or a greater effect. Right.
2: And then um, the last thing I I chose here was there's the little pips under insight, prowess, and resolve. I didn't when I, I like I was telling Tobias I I actually didn't have the book in front of me so just so i understand this these are like the skills that you can do like uh correct hunt and the pip is how many dice you get to roll right correct um so i can hunt and i run roll one die and then there's the success failure chart that i compare to whereas like a tune if i want to do that i can roll two dice and
0: then i just take the highest one right If you don't have any pips or dots in a skill, you're still able to attempt that skill. You just roll two dice and take the worst one. Okay. And you can always also push yourself to roll a die in anything. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, also, something uh, to know is that the three different stats insight, prowess, and resolve you'll use those whenever you're like resisting something, and uh, you'll roll as many dice as you have dots in that particular stat. So, like right now, the way that you have it set up well, you have one dot in hunt, one in study, and one in survey. So, that gives you three points in insight. So, your character has a pretty good idea on the things going around them. Sorry, my cat is rubbing up against the microphone. I
1: see that.
2: What? <laughs> He's going to lick your face.
0: Crawl right in your He's, mouth. He has licked my tongue before, and that was no fun. <laughs> what a cat. So, Tabitha, I think that you were thinking about some characters as well, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I think I've settled on the leech. It's hard to decide. Um, but I, I kind of like the idea of the, uh, of, t- you know, tinkering with my arms up to my elbows in a person's corpse. It's always fun.
0: <laughs> a saboteur and technician. All right. Uh, what about you, Tobias? Were you thinking of any particular playbook.
3: So looking through here, I like the spider and the slide. I think I've always really enjoyed playing characters that are fast talking and you know, alleviating conflict and issues with deception and diplomacy has always been pretty fun. And the spider also looks like it does a lot of really cool support stuff as well. Like so that could be a really cool way to sort of um, center our, our group sort of lead from the uh, lead from the front there I really like a lot of those those machinations I realized that if that's the case that would put us all as like <laughs> definitely nonviolent nice not necessarily nonviolent but we're n- we we do not really have any thugs in our our party
0: well I mean tech Technically, John is a thug, because he can hit people with lightning bolts. <laughs> and, and I do have one point in skirmish, which is
2: close combat assault. I figured I needed to have a little bit of in that to protect myself.
0: And probably make sense with my character's backstory.
1: Yeah. I've got a lot of destructive power, potentially.
0: Yeah, you're just not particularly in the fray.
1: Uh, no, I'm, I'm much behind the fray, throwing shit at the fray.
3: <laughs> uh
2: What did you say, John?
3: Your your vice was
2: I. I worship demon gods once a day for half an hour.
3: <laughs>
2: I think it said you had to be specific, so I I said that. So before you got kidnapped, John, what did you do in Aruvia? I thought I, I figured I was pretty young. Let's so Aruvia see. is a land of black deserts, uh, city, city and mountains, and raging volcanoes. There are positions of power that are openly held by demons in Aruvia. The people are generally dark skinned and dark haired. So I'd sort of figured that, you know, a demon had come to like indulge in some place of power and saw me like fishing or something and thought I had something that he could take advantage of and kidnapped me. So Okay. So I, I was figuring I was pretty young. The equivalent of a ten year old human. We're all humans. Right. Yeah,
0: everyone in this world is a human or Besides form- the demons. formerly a human. Or vampires. Humans demons were, or demons? Vampires were formerly human. No one knows what demons are. When you choose your heritage, like the examples it gives is like someone choosing the Skovlin heritage and then they uh, write factory workers from Lockport, now refugees. Or you might choose a Rubian heritage and write exiled nobility. And then your background is going to be what sort of thing that you did. So maybe, I, I think that the way you've done it, like, both of those things is your heritage, and maybe your background is, like, the underworld.
2: So by the two things I've chosen, you mean previously kidnapped? Yeah, I think that that's part of your heritage. Okay. Your
1: heritage is that you were stolen.
2: Aruvian kidnapped, Fisher yeah demon Grawly boy
0: what what did you do for the demon
2: i i sort of assumed he taught me magic stuff and that was all i sort of figured out i guess maybe i helped him in his
0: thieving desires i mean we can figure that out so why don't you just put underworld uh demons former demon slave
2: (laughs) <laughs> um, i i don't see my my character as having been a slave he was a kidnappee, but not a slave. so more of a a, I was always Syndrome intended kind of thing. he was going to invest in me so a former demon a uh investment underworld demon the thieving boy that is what i've <laughs> written and
0: i am sticking with that okay what a what a phrase. So let's uh start Tabitha and Tobias' character and walk through that. So y'all picked your playbook. What sort of special ability do you guys wanna have?
3: Can I get invulnerability?
0: Is that one of your particular special abilities? As a did you decide to go spider?
3: Well you didn't ask me that, yeah. You just asked me what special ability I want.
1: <laughs> like I wanna be invincible.
3: All right, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Spider. Uh, slide is a little different than what I was thinking, and Spider kind of would let me do that, what I was kind of hoping you know, to be more silver-tongued anyway.
2: So I am leaning towards Spider. Who named that one John Hardbody? You're right, who was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, that's my name, I guess. <laughs> no,
2: it's got to be, you got to use the name generator or choose from the list. We have to? Yeah, why'd you choose John Hardbody? I didn't. You did. Somebody did. Somebody did. John Hardbody. <laughs> my cat has been walking on my keyboard,
0: so maybe he typed in a name. For, yeah. For, for that character, Tabitha. Let's talk about your leech. What special ability were you thinking of taking?
1: I'm sorry. I'm in the name generator. One of the names that popped up is Tabitha shook. <laughs> That's funny. I think I'm going to go with Physiker at first. Like, we can take more of these abilities as the game progresses, right?
0: Correct. So. With the Physiker that lets you tinker with bones and blood and bodily humors to treat wounds or stabilize the dying. Yep. You may study a malady or corpse. Everyone in your crew, including you, gets plus 1D to their healing treatment rolls. Yep. So that's very useful. Knowledge of anatomy and healing is a rare and esoteric thing in Duskwall. Without this ability, any attempts at treatment are likely to fail or make things worse. You can use this ability to give first aid rolling tinker to allow your patient to ignore a harm penalty for an hour or two.
3: Where are the heritages listed? ah uh, Akaros, land of dark, petrified forests and rocky hills. Rich coastal cities get the wealth from Leviathan hunting and from mining colonies deep inland. The Acherosi are sometimes called Imperials since the Imperium began here. Okay, so it's Cyrodiil.
0: Yep, Cyrodiil. Uh, Severos. Mm-hmm.
3: That is the westmost island, a land of windswept plains covered in dark scrub and thorny growths. Uh, no gray bread included, I hope. <laughs> Outside the Imperial cities on the coast, some native Severosi still live in free tribes, scavenging the deathlands of their ghost hun- ghost hunting horses. What? Why can't <laughs> I play a ghost hunting horse? Hell yeah. Originally dark-skinned and dark-haired. Erubia, <clears throat> the, the southern island, the land of dark deserts, obsidian mountains, and raging volcanoes. So Morrowind. Some say yeah. that positions of power are openly held by demons. This is where like uh, Virgil is from. Yeah, so Virgil's the Dark Elf. (laughs) Uh, The Shivering Isles. I mean, the Dagger Isles. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's elsewhere. There's
3: a little between Severus and Ruvia. Dense jungle growth now turned dark and twisted. Man, there's a lot of darkness in these places.
0: I mean. Yeah, man. Twisted from the strange. The sun was shattered.
3: Oh. Some say that the people there live without lightning barriers. How did they manage that? The islanders are generally copper skinned and dark haired. Scoveland, that's where Skull is farmed.
1: <laughs> Chew. <laughs> a,
3: a ragged land of cold mountains and rough tundra, so Skyrim. Yeah. Sco, skull Land, with the last holdout against imperial control. Yep, that's Skyrim, right? fair mm-hmm. haired or red haired. Okay. And Tychorus, which is not on. Oh, I was this little. Oh, it's just far north, okay. A far off land, disconnected from the Empire, simply the Taikarosi, really called strangers, have demon blood on their lineage. <laughs> uh, the Gaijin. Not <laughs> about the world. Yeah. Shit, that's probably the climate. The magic force slipped over, okay. The water of the Void Sea seems to be composed of opaque black ink.
0: Uh, this
3: is very, very bloodborne. Your. Sum as a dim ember providing me meager twilight at dawn and dust, leaving the world in darkness otherwise. Once the storybook fantasy world of magic and wonders, which was destroyed, and the industrial civilization was built on top of the ruins. Uh okay. So that being the case, uh I've decided that I kinda want my character to be either a current or ex um lawyer, barrister. Okay. Uh somebody who's a not a law man, but sort of has, you know, been adjacent to courts and whatnot. So I'm connected or, you know, I'm I'm, I'm still connected. Maybe I don't have as much power and influence as I once did, depending on how we want our game to go. But I think that would be a great way for me to sort of explain my influence in this setting. Uh, So that being said, I think Akros would be a good Shuin, being Imperial, it seemed like it's kind of a, a standard uh, you know, a standard ethnicity, I guess. It's kinda of going through Across is the, the the seat of the Empire. Uh Severoth it looks like they're mostly natives. Uh Ruvia is
0: Morrowind, so yeah. Uh, Dagger Isles are Jungle Lands. And Duskwall is set on Severos, so or on Across. Oh, okay. So.
3: Okay, so we are we are on Duskwall then, that's right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I think as sort of playing a you know bit of a connected lawyer type character, I think Acoros would be
0: a great okay. choice for what I'm doing. So Acorosie, and Tabitha, I see that you chose that you're from Severos. Uh huh. Do you want to give us a little background on that?
1: Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mostly picked it because of the ghost hunting horses because that's badass as fuck. But um... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I most I I feel like you know I'm I'm building this character towards being a physiker, but not one that's a hundred percent on the up and up, and that kind of makes sense. Like the the tribes of Severos scavenge the Deathlands, having somebody who knows how to put people back together would be beneficial. Maybe I got too weird with it or whatever, and uh, they don't want me around anymore. So I went back to Acheros and uh, have been there ever since. I'm trying to figure out what I want my vice to be. I can't decide if I want to do stupor or weird.
3: If you want to be from a place considered wild by the rest of the Empire, you'd be from Severus. <laughs> uh, most outside of the Imperial settlements, so outside of where we're starting, most Severosi live in nomadic horse tribes. So yeah, I could definitely see you as being more of a native kind of fish out of water character here.
0: Yep, yeah, most Severosi live in nomadic horse tribes scattered across the blasted Deathlands surviving within the ruins of ancient arcane fortresses, which still repel spirits. Yeah. So one one thing to know about this world is that ghosts are everywhere here, and people tend to congregate in cities because Duskwall is surrounded by a arcane barrier, big, massive pylons that shoot crackling green electricity between them that keeps the majority of the weird shit at bay uh yeah the spirit wardens are basically in charge of people when they die every time someone dies a bell rings and they're charged with going to find the body and destroy it before the ghost can break free of the flesh
1: so i'm probably at odds with those guys just a little bit because I want to get my hands on those corpses before they're destroyed so I can rootle yeah. around in them and see how they work.
0: So. so, Tobias, do you want to do, like, a former lawyer as part of that law background, or do you want to be...
3: Possibly former or current. I kind of feel like... so. Are we, are we kind of leaning toward the anti-murder assassins? Are we going to be hunting down... Like murders, or
0: was that just kind of a throwaway idea? Are you gonna be a group of vigilantes?
3: If that's the case, so we could, I could be a current lawyer and use my connections to
2: help. If that would be fun, I, I didn't think we're, we were hearts of gold type people, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, how it works is when we're on, when we go on a mission, you're gonna choose whether you want a light load, a normal load, or a heavy load. Oh, okay and then whenever you use an item, uh you've brought it with you and okay. you just click that check mark next to it. Uh, because you're all professionals and you know what you're going to need. Gotcha. It's one of those really cool mechanics that stops uh players from debating, "Oh, do I need to carry this with me to the dungeon or what right. if we need this, you know?" So you can sort of post hoc, say what you brought? Yeah, one of the big things that you can do in this game is you can have flashbacks. So like, if you run into an unexpected situation, you can straight up spend some stress to say that you prepared for it and how you prepared for it.
2: We did that in a Delta Green session, so I thought it was kind of cool that was built in.
0: Yeah, so like if you're trying to sneak into a uh, place and a blue coat stops you and, you know, asks you what you're doing there, you can be like, oh, yeah, we've got invitation to the party and spend some stress to show how you got that invitation.
3: A so skirmish, you entangle a target in close combat that so they can easily escape. You might brawl or wrestle with them. You might hack and slash. So that just seems like a general melee sort of deal but wreck is the savage for as much not sure well sledgehammer yeah i'm gonna go with wreck so i know that vices are a big deal and we talked about it let's see what's the actual are we we gotta pick a vice
0: for a character yes you do have to pick a vice
3: i was just kind of thinking and going over some of these. i think a really cool vice would be like i have a need to get out some violence On a regular basis. Okay. Like, I just need to beat the shit out of somebody. Like, once a week. It's just like, I have to, man. Like, I get... My nerves get shot if I don't. I just have to wail on somebody. Um, I think that'd be a really interesting vice to play. Because of how easily that could fall apart.
1: It would affect your reputation, too.
3: Yeah. So, I think part of that is trying to manage that. You know, I'm thinking... It's kind of spitballing. I think maybe my character on the side participates in, like, you know, a boxing league that's in somebody's basement.
1: You're a fight you know, club member. Maybe off number. the
3: books at gambling. <laughs> Do what?
1: You're, you're in fight club.
3: Yeah, yeah. Something like, something like a fight club. I'm thinking, I was thinking like a speakeasy situation where like, you know, we don't want the, the cops to know, but we've got a, a gambling ring <laughs> and I just jump in and beat the shit out of somebody. Uh, to get my rocks off, like once a week or something, uh, something <laughs> uh, I need to do.
0: So, do you think that would be pleasure or stupor?
3: Uh, I don't. I don't even know mechanic wise yet. I'm just kind of spitballing. It. I think yeah. that would be an vice, especially if we do go with something maybe a little more van- vigilante ish. I could see maybe that driving me to to try to do that. As yeah, you know, sort of mixing it with this idea of the law and oh, <laughs> maybe a twisted devotion to that law. Also, this need to beat the fuck out of somebody. <laughs> Might as well make it criminals, right? Or somebody less deserving of of that. Uh, so, I think even if we don't go with that, even if we go with something a little more heinous as far as our cruise goals, I mean, that, that's definitely something that could get me in trouble. Uh, as the spider, as sort of maybe the planner or the leader or whatever, uh, that could definitely get me in trouble. It would also be very mm-hmm. narratively interesting.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I like it. <clears throat> Uh, you also need one more dot in something as well. One, two,
3: three. Yep, I need one more. I'm trying to. I'm trying to game the system, but not. It's like I wanted one dot in a prowess skill to have a. I've got two inside, two resolve, so spread out.
0: I mean, Prowl might be pretty good for your sort of character, because Prowl is. Uh, move about unseen and traverse obstacles climb swim run jump and tumble ambush with close violence a backstab throat cutting blackjack etc
3: we don't really have a prowler yet right do we
0: it looks like tabitha took a point in prowl Uh, i did i but it doesn't hurt to double up on skills
3: yeah and so let's see i also i want to try to get more than one dot in skills. That is, it seems a lot better to have to roll multiple dice rather than one dice.
0: Well, you can always mm. spend stress to roll an extra die, or you can have someone like if someone else helps you, uh, they so you can spend two stress to push yourself and get an extra die, or someone else can help you and they'll take one stress to give you that extra die. And there's always the devil's bargain too. Mm-hmm. A devil's bargain will give you an extra die at a cost. Okay, and
3: sort of looking at my special abilities, I noticed that they don't really tie to to the skills directly, which is great. So you don't feel need you don't need like you need to pick something. Yep. Uh, specifically, so I was thinking mm, maybe study would be good, but no, nothing really requires study. So it's more of a matter of what I want to do.
2: How
0: much stress can you take? So you can take up to nine points of stress before you uh, get a trauma. And does
2: the stress reset?
0: One of your downtime activities is to indulge in your vice. And when you do that, you'll roll a d6 and you'll lose that many stress. But you're going to hope that you don't overindulge. Because if you overindulge, you get lost in your vice. A vice is something that's not good for you that you feel that you do anyway because it relieves stress. Like in Tobias' instance he goes and gets the shit beat out of him, but he feels better because he's that sort of weirdo.
3: <laughs> I feel alive, man. Somebody feel alive in this dead darkness of the city is to be on you know to feel a man's life slip between yeah. your fingers or to feel that danger yourself. Okay, so yeah, I went with uh what I go with, I went with Hunt as my last buddies I think that I, I like maybe track the idea of tracking down some things uh-huh. that may not be, you know, in the fields, per se. It may not be studying over bucks Yep. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily want my character to be, like, a melee kind of dude, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like a big buff badass. I really just took the point of wreck to make it work with my vice, and just in case, you know.
0: A cool thing is that a lot of these skills have bleed over into each other.
3: All right, she's a special ability. So we only get one special ability to start off with?
0: Yes, you only get one. Your default's pretty useful. It's foresight. Two times per score, you can assist the teammate without paying stress. Tell us how you prepared for this.
3: Yeah, I like that. Just as sort of a way to give you guys little buffs. Just sort of as a complex explanation. Like I spoke with somebody or I got you some equipment. How do we get more of these? Do we get one like after every score?
0: Underneath your special abilities, there's a spot that says Mark XP Playbook Advancement. So at the end of each session, we're going to go through these questions. You address the challenge with calculation or conspiracy. You express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. And you struggled with issues from your vice or traumas during the session. For each of those, you're going to get a tick mark. You're also going to get a tick mark every time you make a desperate action. There's boxes next to the insight, prowess, and resolve. And that's how you're going to get extra ticks in those areas. Okay.
3: So I do like the last one on my sheet. Uh, Mastermind, I can spend my special armor to protect a teammate or push yourself. Well, it says protect, so that could be things like if you guys take some heat and get you know jailed or something like that could be something like could call in a narrative thing well i think foresight is a good one to pick. i think i'll just go with foresight for now
0: all right so tobias went foresight tabitha you went with physiker do you want to talk about the skills that you took
1: i'm trying to stay in the same vein of, of someone who is uh you know, not not quite what we would consider to be a doctor, but more like a, a physiker from, like, the 1800s or whatever. Uh, so I took study. Uh, I already had tinker, which makes sense um, for the class. Um, I took finesse and prowl, which probably isn't really something that they taught me at the academy, but I uh, learned in my corpse hunting hobbies, um, and then wreck. just because once you know how to take, once you know how to put something together, you know very well how to take it apart again. And then consort, because I've probably had to learn how to do that, just to get all of the different uh, things that I need.
0: So one question I've got for your character, uh-huh. Tabitha, so for Iskra, so Iskra's from Severos, is your character a native that has come here to Duskwall, or were they a uh, imperial colonist who has come back?
1: Uh, so Iskra is from Severos. like she's a uh, Severos Sea native who came to Duskwall initially to learn some doctoring skills. Uh, I imagine that there are probably institutions of learning of some kind here. When she went home, she found that they were glad she had those skills, but she didn't fit in anymore, and she missed the city, so she went back, but doesn't fit in with the academics either very well, because they're probably racist a little bit, and looked down on her rummaging around in dead people's innards for some reason. I gotcha. I mean, a a city as thoroughly haunted as Duskvall is probably has some notions about the kind of person who would do that. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, no, they need the bodies need to be destroyed immediately. I'm like, yeah, but can I just dig around in there for one minute?
0: (laughs) So why don't you tell us about your clever friends?
1: It said to choose one clever friend uh, and then one rival. So I chose a corpse thief as my clever friend. Uh, We've we've grown close. He gets me corpses. I pay him for getting me corpses. <laughs> we get along pretty well. It's become a little bit less professional and a little bit more like, hey, you know, you want to hang out while I find a pancreas kind of thing.
3: <laughs> you want to hang out while I find this pancreas.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone has a pancreas, but I'm, I'm trying to, you know see what they do they're more of a friend but we're we still have a business-like relationship as well like i still pay him he doesn't do this shit for free but we also you know enjoy each other's company the person i don't like would be melissa the priestess if, if i recall correctly you said that the religious facilities are in charge of finding the corpses and making sure they are destroyed before their ghosts rip free of their bodies and haunt us all to death
0: it's not every religious people that do it there's like a uh
1: a specific they're group.
0: sanctioned by the empire right. the spirit wardens the bronze masked hunters who destroy rogue spirits also run Bellwether Crematorium and research artifacts scavenge in the Deathlands. Membership is secret. No one knows who's part of the Spirit Wardens.
1: Okay. So I don't know for a fact that Melista is a Spirit Warden. Uh, she is a priestess of one of the whatever temples. But she does suspect me of engaging in corpse thievery. And we don't get along very well because of, of those suspicions. She's always all up in my business asking me where, you know, I got this thymus Fuck off out of my business, bitch. You don't need to know where I got a thymus.
2: Thank you for listening. This is your boy John doing the intermission credits. First apologies for John's audio being a little bit bad. Uh, We've corrected that issue, and we'll be not so poppy in future episodes. So, I uh, want to thank you all for listening. We've got a couple of plugs, like always. We've got Tabitha's Etsy store at Quiet Nova Studios. Jeremy, you can find his novels on Amazon. I've got a website, Jonathan Cush or JohnCush.com. Either gets you there. And uh, we also want to thank uh, Ketsa for our intro music, uh, which is called Mission Ready. If you ever want to reach out to us, we're at members of Kcell at gmail and membersofkcell at Twitter. Twitter, be seeing you. Thanks again.
0: So, I think we're all done with making characters now, then. Uh, so we can move on to the crew itself. Uh, so there's a few different crews that uh, we can choose from. There is the Assassins, Killers for Hire. They execute accidents, disappearances, murders, and ransoms. There's the Bravos, mercenaries and thugs. They execute battles, extortion, sabotage, and smash and grabs. Cult, acolytes of a forgotten god. They execute artifact acquisitions, auguries, consecration, and sacrifices. Hawkers, vice dealers. They execute product procurement, covert sales, shows of force, and social events. Shadows, thieves, and spies. They execute burglaries, espionage, robberies, and sabotage and smugglers, contraband, transporters. They execute clandestine deliveries, territory control, and expedition outside the city.
3: Let's not play a cult because I don't want to give Jerry more of an erection than he already has. <laughs> can we Can we not play Cthulhu cults for once in our goddamn games, Jeremy?
0: Keep in mind that whenever you choose a crew type, it's determining the sorts of scores that you've Want to focus on as well as special abilities that are going to help support that, but it doesn't mean that you can't also do the other things. For example, a crew of smugglers might sometimes engage in extortion like Bravos or sell contraband like the Hawkers. But I think
3: the whole goal of the game, isn't it, is to like build a larger and larger crew?
0: Yeah, you're not just trying to, you know, make it from day to day, but like, y'all have joined together to make this group to leave a legacy.
3: That's the case. I could be fine with any, from my perspective. Uh, not really cultish, of course, but I feel like I could use my connections in the the lawful world uh, to, to help us out. Whether we just want to make money in smuggling and smuggling and hawking. Something passive is smuggling and hawking. Sh- uh, information broking through, like, shadows could be decent. Uh, assassins may be a little more risky. None of us sound like we're like cutters or no. actually m- mercenaries. I don't think assassins or bravos do not really make a whole lot of sense for us.
1: I mean, I would be able to get my hands on some dead bodies if I were in the business of making them, but that's not really my style.
3: I mean, we very good go toward cults. And it sounds like, uh, I mean, Jono's playing of the whisper. And you're kind of, I mean, you were tinkering and stuff, but you're like, you're going to mess the body, so that could...
1: I don't want to be in a cult, man.
0: Tobias, weren't you the one just a moment ago saying you didn't want to be a cult? So
3: I'm also thinking of these as being very broad aspects. Like, I don't want to be in a straight up, yeah yah cthulhu, Vithagen cult.
2: What if we're in a cult of caring? <laughs> you <know?
3: laughs> Did you say a cult of therapy?
2: caring <laughs> you know same idea as therapy
3: <laughs> can i can my vice be can my vice be therapy like <laughs> i'm the only person in this whole setting and Dustfall that actually goes to therapy
1: <laughs> you're like really like emotionally healthy and everybody else is a wreck and they're like what the Stop. fuck is wrong with you and you're like no you don't understand
3: <laughs> just talk it out man be mindful
1: christ
0: just trying to imagine what overindulging in therapy would be like.
3: <laughs> uh, I think one of the things I kind of want to touch upon is using my uh, law degree to get people out of jail. Helping out smooth those situations over in the crime organization.
1: Yeah.
2: Let's see. Shadow special abilities. Ghost echoes. All members can see and interact with ghosts. That's cool. Everyone wants something that they can't have. That's where you come in. Shadows earn XP by burglarizing, committing ex- espionage, robbery, and sabotaging Thing You can spy and steal for your own interests, or you can sell your skills to the highest bidder. Everyone starts with prowess, get training in prowess, um, and your lair is hidden. You get. Then we have to choose our favored type of operation, burglary, espionage, robbery, or sabotage. We start off with a couple of contacts. Including Blue Coat, an explorer, someone uh, who brokers deals, a collector who maybe wants strange artifacts, a noble who tells us all about the elites that we should steal from, etc. Um, shadow upgrades. You get two free loads worth of tool or gear, so you can carry burglary gear and tinkering tools for zero load total. Underground maps and pass keys. You can get into underground tunnels and canals throughout the city. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of description of what it means to be a shadow, but that's sort of the idea, I guess. So that is one of the options is shadows. Um, And that seemed sort of what I thought the game was going to be more like. Yeah. I mean, like, I just figured that we would be doing, like, espionage-y skulking around type stuff, but I guess there are these other options, too.
3: No, I think that kinda of gives us a um
1: a good range all
3: around general purpose, yeah. I mean Berkeley or espionage robbery that's that's a broad thing. It's being you know, physical breaking and entering, or it could be more information sort of deal with espionage. Yeah. It gives us a wide berth. It sounds like none of us are really like cat burglars, but we can do this in other yeah. ways.
2: And I like the idea of we could find out about something that we sort of try and prevent from happening. Yeah. You know, that could be like a mission. Someone's gonna put grey wheat in a some bread they're gonna sell. <laughs> Go stop them from doing that. So
3: this this training, it says training prowess, does that mean we get to get a point of training?
2: If you have a training upgrade, you earn two XP when you train a given XP track during downtime. So if you have prowess, for example, is this. This upgrade helps you advance more quickly in that area. Yeah. So instead of getting one XP from training in something in prowess, you get two. So I guess you get like two ticks in finesse instead of one in survey. Okay. I think we're thinking of doing shadows for now, at least.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if we feel like that doesn't fit later on, there are ways of changing the crew. Um, Really? We can... we're gonna be allowed to change it. I mean,
1: yes.
2: Really- we'll whatever we I'll, want. I'll
0: allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh, so your crew begins with two coin in its coffers. If someone wants to check those off in there,
2: we have to give our our crew a name and all that stuff. How about our uh, our name is I'll allow it.
0: I'll allow <laughs> it.
2: That could be our catchphrase to get on us the hidden the hidden layer.
1: <laughs>
2: all right, our the name of our shadows crew is I'll allow it. Um, our, reputation
1: our reputation is clearly tiresome.
2: Tiresome. So there is. Sounds uh, good to me. Ambitious, brutal. We don't need to know any more, Jeremy. <laughs> Tabitha found the perfect one.
0: All right. Well, I mean, that's not one in there, but I'll allow it. Uh, and our lair. So you begin at tier zero. So your lair is probably a very modest or abandoned sort of place choose one or create your own a half-sunken grotto in the city's maze-like underground canals an abandoned watchtower atop an ancient crumbling wall and the unassuming back rooms of a merchant shop a small abandoned house at the end of a dark lane a rickety tin roof shack perched on the rooftop a junked rail car rested in place on its old, overgrown tracks.
1: I mean, I'm thinking like a, an abandoned warehouse kind of thing.
0: Junky rail car or like an
2: abandoned uh, boat. Back offices of my law office? I mean, we could
1: do that. Who would ever suspect it?
2: You want to be so close to the lair. What was in the back offices of your law office? I'm not sure. What neighborhood were you thinking your law office would be in? If you click on Doskolov Landmarks, it's got a map there. But we've
0: got the Void Sea, probably not out there. Um, <laughs> I mean, it would probably be in Charter Hall, which is where the city's civic offices and the hub for shops, artisans, and commerce is. That would make the most sense for a law office. But that's also one of the most prosperous areas.
1: That's what I'm saying. Who would ever suspect it?
0: So, yeah, that's, that's definitely
3: feasible. Uh, another thing is, do we maybe have an idea of what we want to specialize on? Because I could see myself, I'm not definitely not a hugely successful lawyer. Uh, I wasn't thinking that. So I could have a makeshift office,
2: you know, on the docks in the warehouse. That could be what I call the quote-unquote law offices of, of us. Charter hall. Charter hall is the site of the first major construction, an old wall, uh, was built the first-lining barrier of the Empire. City officials and students at Charter Hall University live here. Clerk Street, the main avenue of this district, is lined with imposing government structures, all tucked behind high iron fences, patrolled by blue coats, mounted imperial cavalry, and ceremonial guards. Those are some of the things in Charter Hall. So that
1: may be impractical um, for our purposes.
0: Yeah, But keep in mind that your lair isn't necessarily where your hunting grounds are at. That makes especially a lot of sense with uh, having a hidden lair. I mean, yeah. I'm fine if we want to just call it Charter Hall. Yeah. It's where our lair that is works. Do
2: we have one of these areas within Charter Hall? There's a park called Giant Park, which we could be near. The great alchemist for whom this park is named contrived the... To formulate soil and seeds that could produce real trees without sunlight. They are horrifically toxic to all living things (laughs) and must not be touched. But they still grow here over a hundred years later. That's fun. That little park is on the river. Uh, That could kind of make sense. And it's close to a bridge to Crow's Foot, which is a gang-ridden neighborhood. We want to say we're near this
0: this crazy spooky forest. Sure.
3: Yeah, it works.
0: Yeah, it'd be like Charter Law Offices of Claw, Claw, and
2: Sons (laughs) near Giant Park.
3: That could be interesting. I could have my, maybe I got into it because of my dear old dad who, uh, and my... One of my years of law school was found convicted of hell, espionage, treason against the state, <laughs> and something like that. And maybe I don't believe it, and maybe have a vendetta against the government for locking them up.
2: So right. it's the law offices of Claw and Claw Law. <laughs> Claw and Claw. My,
3: my father's name was Robert, so it was Bob Claw's law block. <laughs>
1: Bobclaw. Claw Law Claw. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're going
0: to call your sword? The Law Claw? <laughs> oh my god. Alright, your crew is brand new, but you've chosen some small part of a district as your hunting grounds. This is the area that you usually target for your scores, and you know it well. Your hunting grounds don't have to be in the same district as your lair. The area is small, only three or four city blocks, but it's still an intrusion on someone. The entire city is divided among larger, stronger factions. The GM will tell you which faction claims the area, then you decide how to deal with them. Pay them off, can give them one coin in exchange for giving you room to work. You can pay the faction two coin as a show of respect and gain plus one status with them. Or you can keep your money and take minus one status with that faction. We want to figure out who you screwed over or potentially befriended by getting your hunting ground. Let's look over the map and figure out where y'all want your hunting grounds to be at. The lower tier factions are going to be in the docks, Crowsfoot, Char Hollow, Coleridge... Barrowcliff and Dunslaw, Silkshore, Six Towers, and the Night Market is gonna have uh, the like middling factions, but then in White Crown, Brightstone, and Charter Hall, that's where the more prestigious factions are gonna be at. So if you want to keep your money and screw someone over, getting bad rep with them, you probably want to do that somewhere where there's gonna be less powerful factions. Or you could choose hunting grounds in a uh, more well-to-do area, pay coin as tribute, and have a little bit of an ally.
2: Looking at Crow's Foot, which is across the river, and right across from that park I was mentioning is... The Strathmill House. The lost children and unwanted orphans of Crow's Foot pass through the halls of Strathmill House. Some are cared for and trained for jobs at the docks or workhouses. Others quietly instructed in the arts of the lookout and runner for the gangs of the district. That seems like a place where I am familiar or sympathetic to my
0: character would be. So you're saying you want you want to rob them? No. That's where you tend to be doing your... Yeah, but I guess one thing I was thinking about is like
2: Crow's Foot, that area is like it's overrun by gangs. So like if one thing we're trying to do is like sabotage and espionage, we could find out about scores that other gangs are doing and take advantage of them in some way. I don't have a good sense of what makes sense for hunting grounds.
3: Yeah, I think I kind of like the idea that if we were to, if my character would eventually got a track down the people that incriminated his his dad then something like white crown would be good because it was probably a high up official but i don't know if i want to start like that this is a new crew i'm making i definitely don't want to go straight for the throat with these powerful governmental forces so what would be something that uh yeah kind of thinking like what's something that would work up to that i'm sure you guys have your own influences coming into this as well so
0: The game recommends Crow's Foot as a good starting area for hunting grounds. So if no one really has any strong feelings one way or the other, that might not be a bad choice.
1: At least to start off with until we get a feel for, you know, anything else.
0: Again, this can be changed. Uh, We can move where the lair is at or where the hunting grounds are at. Like uh, where if you do like them... that to threat right across the river from us. Too.
2: yeah ooh years of murder have made Crow's foot the most haunted district. <laughs> Angry ghosts crave bloodshed. You may take a devil's bargain for violent actions but the ghosts will lash out too so can we talk about our special abilities? Um, so we've got a couple ghost echoes. All crew members gain the ability to see and interact with ghostly structures, streets, and objects within the echo of Dusk of All that exists in the ghost. I already got my spooky ghost powers, so I don't know if you guys need them as well. Pack rats, we can have extra items. I kind of like that one. Costs half the coins you normally would to advance your tier, whatever that means, Uh, because you've got a patron. When you execute a clandestine infiltration, you get plus one dice to the engagement roll whatever that is slippery when you r- roll entanglements uh, get advantage roll twice keep the one you want when you do a group action you can count multiple sixes uh, from different roles as critical success and each player character may add plus one to prowl finesse or tinker up to a max rating of three so did any of those sound particularly good to any of you to fit in with the law offices deal like
3: patron sounds like it could be cool maybe there's like an inheritance there but i don't know what advanced
0: tier means yeah i don't know, yeah. I don't know what that is. uh so advancing tier is when you uh your gang gets stronger uh and you're able to start pulling more people to you more cohorts and things like that so right now your tier is zero with a strong hold uh, which means that you're just about able to move up to the first tier of strength.
3: Patron's neat, but I think it may be something we want to get later. Cause I, I could see some narrative cool stuff happening there. Uh, Packards could be neat. I think that... So are we, are we going to focus on, like, information brokerage and, like, espionage type stuff? I, I, I was
2: thinking that, you know? I mean, that's what, sort of how I built my character out a little bit. Thinking about stuff like that. But... I mean, the everyone steals thing, add a plus one to Prowl, Finesse, or Tinker.
1: I feel like that would be more widely useful.
2: So Tinker is screw with a mechanism like a lock or a safe. Finesse is pick somebody's pocket. Prowl is traverse obstacles, backstab. Yeah. Everyone steals sounds pretty good. then. If we can take an extra plus one on any of any one of those things is that that's, that would be like basically an extra dice right is yeah yeah i think that that's what that means yeah
3: uh i'm fine with that because i don't have any so that would help me go from uh having a disadvantage to
2: at least a basic role yeah let's do everyone's deals dunzo Bam.
0: the faction that controlled your hunting grounds before y'all moved into it was the Red Sashes. Okay? They are originally an Aruvian school of swordsmanship, expanded into criminal endeavors. They're called the Red Sashes because they all wear a red sash to signify themselves. Really? Wow. Yeah.
1: Original.
0: It's fun- funny. So, did you guys just want to move in and take it from them? Or do you want to give them a coin to, you know, pay them off, or give them two coins as a show of respect and get plus one rep with them.
3: I'm just kind of getting an idea of, like, what's the angle and what's our angle. It sounds like they don't really have much of an overlap as far as what we're doing.
1: You don't have to deal with anyone if they're dead.
3: You know, if we do the two-coin option again, and game plus one respect, that may allow us to hire them to help us or at least it would also you know, provide some muscle.
1: Leave so. us with absolutely no coin.
2: Yeah, I mean I'm fine with paying them. I guess we could pay them too. I don't know. How how much do
3: we what what how many what's our coinage? What do we currently have? Two.
2: We, I
1: mean we can do it and we can get more coin, but it's gonna make like having resources to start off with a little bit harder.
2: What do we use coin for?
1: Buying things.
2: Yeah, that's our I right. mean, do we know that for sure? yeah so it's our overall
3: well uh, a coin is like a gold piece which is um which would be like having like a week's worth of wages so it's nothing to sneeze at for sure we would be pretty much broke to start off with if we went to really go buddy buddy with them but i'm kind of wondering if All that right. would be an advantage to be honest uh, since these are more mm. muscle type guys uh, i think having that muscle around and even having them as our friends
2: would be yeah, because we're not muscle boys. Yeah, I mean, that's to true. to supplement our, our lack of muscle. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Okay. I mean, I say just pay them off. Yep. Two coins. We're going to do that, with that. The, get a plus one And we don't even have to make decisions about buying stuff because we have no money. <laughs> so, seems like a good way to streamline. Alright.
0: So, you show the red sashes some respect. And you get plus one, so that moves them up to helpful. This faction will help you if it causes no problems or significant cost for them. They expect the same from you.
1: Where Wait, where? we pay them
0: off and they expect us to help them. Yeah, because y'all are friends now.
3: Well mm. yeah, I mean we
0: could we we have a good
3: relationship. We're not just neutral.
0: So y'all chose your special ability. What was your special ability? I'm sorry, I was trying to look up. Everyone some everyone steals everyone steals tell me about that oh my
3: god all right each pc may add plus one actuating to prowl finesse or tinker up to a max rating of three that oh, so was pretty really straightforward cool. but it gives us uh, it, it lets us sort of cover something we didn't really invest too much on okay uh, just in case so that's a good all-arounder next and perhaps the last thing to do is upgrades Not upgrades if it lasts that helps the crew in some way like a boat or a gang each crew type has two pre-selected upgrades to the crew like prowess training and gang of thugs, you get two additional upgrades uh, for your new crew to the four. So what well, we start off with training prowess and layer hit him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it starts off hmm, layer. I kind of figured that would be standard for everybody, but it's an upgrade for shadow. All right. When you set your two upgrades, the gene will tell you about two factions that are impacted by your choices. One faction helps you get an upgrade. They like you and you get plus one status with them. Uh, your option spend one coin to repay their kindness and take plus two instead while we're broke. And uh, one faction was screwed over when you got an upgrade. They don't like you when you get minus two status with them or spend a coin to reduce that penalty to one. All right. So as part of our next upgrades, one person is going to be buddy-buddy with us and one person is not. So looking at the upgrades on page 95, we've got what Boathouse... A dock on the waterway, small shack, that kind of thing. A carriage house, a carriage. With two goats. Oh, man, hell yeah, we got goats. Mm-hmm. You wish to live deliciously? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a stable. <laughs> a hidden layer. we've already got that. Mastery, uh, access to mastery little training. Let's skip that. Quality, each upgrade improves the quality rating of all the PCs type of that item. You can improve the quality of documents, gear... Arcane implements, subterfuge supplies, tools, and weapons. Huh. I don't know about that. Uh, quarters, your lair includes living quarters for the crew. Uh, may not be a perfect starter for a law office. Uh, secure lair. Your lair has locks, alarms, and traps. Okay. Can we borrow
2: be... the law offices? alarms and traps which i'm sure he wouldn't in, have invested in so we just get that one for free no nope. because we did such a good job creating a fiction narrative story <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay a fiction narrative story yeah. perfect i i do kind of like that though i think i'm kind of leading towards secure lair considering part of my idea was tangling with the landlord yeah so that could be and training
2: good. we already talked through and we've got prowess of that vault lets us hold more coins and then Workshop uh, lets us make long-term projects without leaving our lair, has tools for tinkering and alchemy. Mm. So, sounds um, like terrible. Like... I mean, if you want to invest in Secure Lair, that makes sense to me.
3: I think so. I, if we get two, uh, so Secure Lair, I think I like. Bowhouse is cool, but you also... You okay with that, Tam- Yeah.
2: Yeah, that okay.
1: sounds fine.
2: So that's going to be one of our bonuses.
1: I personally would like the Workshop. Just, just for my my character, I uh, would be able to do some alchemy or some tinkering or whatever without having to worry about, like, keeping it in her home.
3: Yeah, you know what? I like that, too. We could take... Sure. There's a back office that we converted into your workshop, because it's not only your personal workshop. It's I mean, a small library yeah. of books and documents and maps, and I did yeah. want a space to sort of plan these, yeah. uh, plan these things. So, since we've got it locked right. behind our secure locks and stuff... It's really yeah i like that idea yeah
2: yeah as long as you keep the place well ventilated while you're doing your your dissections that's, i mean it's fine with me you know
1: by my standards yeah. it's very well ventilated you can hold
2: your breath for a little while <laughs> <laughs> all right so we've done our um crew upgrades so we've got four of those total now
3: well we need to figure out which one how those two tie into our faction issue yeah. what is it factions factions yeah our crew upgrades <clears throat> okay, and then choose yeah. a favorite contact. Like choose a contact, choose one, who's a close friend. The gene will tell you about two factions that are impacted by your choice. One faction is friendly, and one faction is unfriendly. Uh, at your option, the factions are even more concerned. And so basically, it's more faction bullshit. We choose a contact. Jeremy will pick a faction that likes that person and a faction that hates that person.
0: Yeah, and we'll figure that out. Yeah, so if y'all if y'all want to pick a contact that you like the idea of, I can think about that and we'll go over that next time.
1: I kind of like having a, a shady cop on our side, so the blue coat.
3: My bonus is a blue coat oh, archivist, gotcha. so we have got another blue coat. We could have, we could definitely have two from two different areas of the city.
2: Yeah. I kind of liked the idea that we were talking earlier about, like, collectors, Mm. like someone who may want a couple of, like, creepy artifacts, and they ask us. That seemed like I thought would play into some of Jeremy's strengths. Oh, yeah. um, (laughs) Without necessarily having long-term implications.
1: I mean, we can do the collector. We've already got a blue coat on our side. find
3: a green statuette that looks like an octopus head and big bat wings. (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay, so we'll put down Fitz the collector All right. for a moment
0: and it looks like that's it for creation alright so we got our characters we got our new gang thanks I know that this took a long time uh, but I think we're gonna have fun getting into it next time Next
2: time, we've got a new member of K-Cell. Until then, thanks for joining us. This seems like one where we wouldn't be putting this out as an episode, though. Just because, you know, it's... I mean, I mean, there, maybe, there I are people
0: that listen to these sorts of episodes, and then there are people who skip past them.